Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Dead Curious. We are your sister hosts. I am the oldest sister and my name is Roxanne. I am the younger sister and my name is Jessica. And each week you listen to us talk about creepy shit. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, first of all, guys, thank you um, for your patience. I know it, it must have been hard missing an episode and we do apologize I came down with like a full-on migraine, like nausea, The I lost my vision. My right ear actually bled a little bit, Jess, I don't know if I told you that. No. It wasn't bad, it wasn't bad. I actually think it's a sinus thing, but anyway, but I'm, I'm, I am fine now. Anywho, um, onto the delays. So yeah, we were going, so we couldn't record on Friday and then so that I could prep properly for the episode we were going to record on Saturday but then Jessica didn't have electricity until uh, Saturday afternoon and then I didn't have internet until Sunday morning and then Jess's (laughs) Jess's electricity the power went out in her in her area again until Sunday afternoon and when her power came back on my internet went off until Monday morning so it has been a very very interesting last couple of days and then I did push our recording for one more day because Jessica got her new microphone wah, wah, wah. Yeah. so hopefully I sound nice now because <laughs> I read you know, you you sound way better that's good I mean the headset is very convenient but it did sound quite bad in comparison to you mm-hmm. so at least we're on like the same sound level because we have the exact same microphone so except you have the pop filter i'm so jelly well we don't know if it's gonna actually make a difference yet so let's see <laughs> well you ain't popping that's good ain't do you know who will be really really happy about this our patrons obviously a big thank you and a big shout out to our patrons michael denise and brad it's thanks to your guys' contributions that we are able to actually get microphones and, you know, keep this thing going and improve. Keep it improve. Keep on improving. So thank you guys. But I do think um, let's get onto the news quickly mm-hmm. so that we can get to the stories that everyone has been so patient about waiting for. So <clears throat> onto the news. Um, we are coming to the end of season one stories from South Africa. And we are going to end it with the month. So end of October will be the end of season one. But there will be a Halloween bonus episode to look forward to. So keep a lookout for that. But we will also advertise it closer to the time. And then we will be taking a short break. We will be taking a break for the month of November. Because um, one... Uh, we don't want to burn out and two uh, we work for the same company and November is is the month of hell so we just want to yeah we don't want to burn ourselves at both ends and then the third reason being that um, we've got so many ideas and things that we want to put through for the next season Um, so we just wanted a little bit of time to to prep and get that together so that it's not like you know trying to catch up so it's all very good reasons um and i promise you we will be back with the season two dead curious 
December 2020. And our patrons will know, have a pretty good idea of what that season's going to be about. So during our month break, during November, we will still be posting some content for our patrons. So if you would like to have some extra videos or if you'd like to be in contact with us during our break, go ahead and become a patron because why not? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that we're a blast. (laughs) I think so too. And also, you can still give in some suggestions for what you would like to hear in upcoming seasons. Mm. Yes, guys, please. And not only that, um, I do kind of want to do one more listener story Mm. um, episode before we end off the season. Because that everybody that I've asked, um, or anybody who's actually like, been in contact with me about the podcast they all say that their favorite episodes are the ones where people send in their own stories those ones tend to be the creepiest and i agree so if you have a story if you know or if you know somebody who has a story to tell get them to go to our website the link will be in the show notes or the description and uh, they must just send it to us and then we will just share it with the world Since we are on the topic of listener stories, I do have a request Mm -hmm. for our listeners. I would like to personally hear some of your kids are dicks encounters, because we've all (gasps) encountered kids who are dicks. So please send in your your dickiest kid story. (laughs) (laughs) Your dickiest kid story. What a great idea, Jess. What? Thank you. What a great idea. Thanks. Thank you. (laughs) Before we end the season. That's why you're my sister i know before I we know. end the season we must have a dicky kid story a dicky dicky kids episode <laughs> an entire that's, episode that's great <laughs> shall we get to the stories ah one more thing before we get started listeners okay. do not forget to listen all the way to the end of the episodes not only for our bloopers which are at the end of every episode but no, also not, for... not after every well, there, there weren't any bloopers last week because I accidentally deleted them as I was uploading them. Well, there are bloopers at the end of 98% of our episodes. And also, yeah. um, stick around for our review read. I don't have a review read. Don't stick around for that one. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's fine. I can find one. I can find one. <laughs> okay. All right. So, now we can start. I think you're going first this time because I went first last time. I would like to go first this time because I kind of went a little off topic. So this week, I know I told you that I was going to do the Castle of Good Hope and I will. I will do it next week because I've done the research. But I decided to do another story. It's actually a little bit of real life horror tea that I wanted to share with you today. Oh, So okay, I heard this story and I was like, I I couldn't stop thinking about it, so I was just like, I got more excited about this than about the one I was doing, and now I'm like, you know what, if I'm loving it this much, well, loving is a a strong word, maybe loving is the wrong word, but I was like so into it, I'm like, I have to share this, so, and I I asked my friend permission, and she said it was fine. Okay. So I don't know if you know this, but you know my friend Mila from work? Yes. Mila. You love Mila, you know Mila. no, I, I, it took me a second to like get the nickname, but yes, I love her. Mila, awesome. oh yes, Melandre. So, I don't know if you know, but her and her fiancé have just bought this 
darling place up in Sherwood in a complex, right? Mm -hmm. So they've bought their own house now and they've been moving in there over the last like week and a half, right? Mm -hmm. So they're moving in, they're meeting all the neighbors and everyone's like super nice. And she's telling me how great everybody is and how nice the complex is. And then one of the old ladies from the complex just sort of casually mentions to her that, oh, that house across the road from you. Oh, that's the house where the murder happened. What? Oh, uh -huh. oh And, okay, so this old lady tells um, Mila the whole story of this murder house. And she's like, okay, so apparently it's like a pretty well-known story in PE. So she goes back and she tells her mom. She's on, her phone, on the phone with her mom. And she's like, listen, I heard about X, Y, Z. And her mom's like, flip, I've heard about this story. So she goes and she finds the newspaper article and sends it to Mila. No Mila way. then obviously... Obviously, knowing, you know, <laughs> us. knowing uh, me, us and the podcast. So she phones me and she's like, Roxanne, I stay across from this house. And Jess, I, I remember it. I remember it. it. Yes, I remember it in the newspapers two years ago. And at the time, I, I, I read the initial report where they didn't disclose the complex and they didn't disclose who it was or what happened. But the link that she that she was telling me about that I found. I found all the details. I found everything. No way. Oh, my word. So, so, without further ado, let me tell you about the Everwood Murder House. On the morning of April 9th, 2018, was a Monday morning, a small group of curious residents from the Everwood complex gathered outside a townhouse. That was Jack's. <laughs> Gather outside a townhouse after neighbors spotted two handwritten notes stuck to the patio window and glass door of a retired couple's house. It was the home of the Fundamervas. One of the notes read, Please do not come in. Phone the South African Police Department. Front door key is in our postbox at the front gate. So... Marine van der Linde, which is the body corporate chairwoman, was one of the first people at the scene after receiving a WhatsApp picture from one of the neighbors who first noticed the notes on the house. And in an, in an interview with the Herald newspaper, she described how a crime scene unfolded before her eyes. And I'm going to quote now. So this is what she said to the Herald. I got dressed and walked up to the Fundamervis house. I saw the note and a cold shiver went down my spine. I called the police straight away. When they arrived, I showed them the note and then we went to the post box. I have access to the post box, so I opened it and found the front door key inside. We then went to the house and the police went inside. They called me to come inside when they found several pages of handwritten notes on the dining room table. I looked at it and briefly saw that he admitted to killing her. The police official then opened the garage door and slammed it shut straight away. That's when I ran out of the house. Police would later describe the scene as a bizarre murder-suicide. 
Two notes were stuck to the patio window and glass door, instructing neighbors not to enter the home and to call the police. Five handwritten notes were neatly laid out on the dining room table. Martin van der Maver, age 64, was found hanging from a roof beam in the garage while his wife was wrapped in a black plastic sheet and was on the back of an open Corsa Bucky. For our American listeners, a truck. In the notes that he had written, he explained that him and his wife were experiencing financial hardships, and he, he admitted to killing her and storing her body in a chest freezer for almost a week. He then mentioned something about a trip he took to Storm's River, and this was possibly to commit suicide or to perhaps dump the body or both. But he ended up deciding on hanging himself near his wife's body, whom he had killed by beating her in the head with a hammer, which he sealed in a plastic bag and placed next next to her on top of the body of the Bucky for the cops to find. But after all this went down, that house went on sale and was sold less than a year later for 800,000 rand which is crazy expensive for a murder house. It's more expensive than what we bought our house for. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, but um, that is the tale of the Everwood murder house. And uh, Mila did say that if she ever meets the owners, that she will, you know, see if she can get to chatting and, and see if they've experienced anything in the house. Because 100% that place is going to have some weird juju floating around inside there. What she needs to do is, right, she needs to invite them over for dinner, give them some wine, and then casually mention, like, ghost stories and stuff. And then and then it will uh. come up naturally. And then she just needs to record everything on her phone. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> that's illegal unless they, unless they know that they're being recorded. But um, then she yeah, can be I like, hey, actually... what if I record you? <laughs> You know, <laughs> <laughs> which actually, um, that is something I wanted to do. I would love to do an episode on people who've lived in murder houses. Ooh. Like, I want to hear firsthand encounters of living or staying in murder houses. Like, if people experienced anything, what was the vibe like? What was the murder? Like, yeah, you know, especially mm. our listeners in Europe, because y'all houses are so old that there's weird, funky stuff that happens like in every street. Like there's basically a murder in every street by this time, by at this point in time in, in England, I think. Like if we're being honest, though, the earth is so freaking old. Like someone's probably mm. died everywhere anyway. So mm. yeah, no, that's true. That's true. That's such a sad story. I know, but there's one one thing that I don't quite get. I've heard of people committing murder suicides because of financial reasons right mm. so that's not what the motive doesn't really get me for for the murder what gets me is the the method is the manner the method because i feel like to hit someone in the head to the point that they die because the words that mila used when she was telling me the story was that he mushed the head Oof. that's they just said blunt force trauma in the in the newspaper but I mean, still, that's so personal. That's so um, that's like, violent. It's incredibly violent. You know, I wouldn't, like, if it's somebody you love, wouldn't you opt for something quicker or painless, like, you know, sleeping pills or drugging or, I don't know. Well. Shooting? 
anyway, so that's that's the one thing that's that stood out to me. Besides the fact that this house sold for exactly the going rate and they didn't even bring down the price at all. That's insane. Yeah, like what? That's insane. Someone yeah. would buy it for that price, knowing what happened. <sighs> right. Unless right. they like, unless, unless. They're like those paranormal investigators and they're hoping for something weird to happen. Oh, Jess, but how that's many of very... those are out there? <laughs> you never know, Roxanne, you know? You know but also, yeah. it's like, that's a pretty steep price for the off chance that you might catch a paranormal happening. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. But yeah, that's my story. They didn't have any kids or anything, so I mean, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I, I guess but, it's a um, good thing, because at least, you know... Shame. Apparent in the letters that he left behind, he even left um, people to contact to inform about their death. Oh my word! See, that, that... Which was, I think, it was his sister, and then she, she or her, or his brother. Anyway, but they said they they had no idea that he was even having these thoughts or that he was suicidal. Um, the neighbors say that they were really friendly but kept to themselves. Like they were quiet people. They weren't like. You know, well, in your were, face. They were like retired. They were retired. People. I mean, they were they were young retired. You know what I mean? They're like in their they were in their sixties, but yeah, I get it. But yeah, and then they had to they identified the handwriting that it was his, and anyway. That's such a sad story. Like you know, but now Melandre's living across the road, like the house across from her. That would make me. House. That would make me so sad. It's weirdly considerate to leave a note to inform people not to come inside. Like, he knows it's going to be, like, a tough thing to see. So, like, to warn people not to come in so that they don't, like, witness that. And then also to leave all of these instructions, like, how to get in, who to contact, like, explaining Mm. everything. Yeah. It's bizarrely considerate. Yeah. It's so sad that he had people to contact to inform that they had died, but he couldn't. He mm. he didn't feel as though he could talk to those people about their financial issues, right? But the fact that Melandre lives there, I was just like, what? But okay, my question, my mm-hmm. question, right? So the chairperson, that lady, she was the one who let the cops in, right? Mm-hmm. She's the one who saw the note and called the cops. Would you have run out, or would you have peeked through the door when the cop was like, open slam? Okay, so. I know I'm a dangerously curious person, hence dead curious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would want to know what's going on in there, but also knowing that it's probably a crime scene, I might not. Because mm. like, you know that kind of thing's going to haunt you forever if you actually see it. Mm. Yeah, I know, that's a tough question. I'd, I would want to, though. I'm always afraid that I scar myself, even though I've accidentally th- seen stuff that's scarred me anyway. <laughs> I think it's it, there's entertain there's like an entertainment or curiosity factor when we're sitting here talking about it. It's mm. a complete different thing when you see when, it when you're in the situation. I think I don't know if I'll be so jovial and like gossipy about it in real life. You know, it's like when you watch a movie or something. You know, like if if someone's running across the road and they get hit by a car or whatever. Like you mm. can watch it when it's on a movie, but if it happens right in front of you, that's a completely different. Oh. Yeah. experience so i feel like it's the same thing mm. true true okay so but tittle us with your tale i shall tell you about my tale i'm going to tell you about the legend of the flying dutchman oh so you skipped to your you of kept course to your story. i kept well, mine well done thank you well done 
Thank you very much. Okay, so the Flying Dutchman is a very, very famously known ship, most likely thanks to the popular franchise Pirates of the Caribbean. Or oh, I thought you were going to say SpongeBob. Oh yeah, SpongeBob too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the younger people, the younger generation, the Flying Dutchman was probably made so famous because of Pirates of the Caribbean or SpongeBob. And this ship is said to never be able to make port, and it is destined to sail the oceans for all eternity. And although, this is just like a little fun fact, although the movie Pirates of the Caribbean was set around the 18th century, the original legend... Legend? Legend. The original legend is most likely to have come from the 17th century. So the first version of this legend Mm. came about in around 1821, and the story takes place in the Cape of Good Hope, and it tells us of the true captain of the Flying Dutchman, and spoiler alert, it's not Davy Jones. Aww. I know. I know. So it doesn't have a cute little tentacle face? No. No. I think he just had like a regular beard. Anyway. The captain of the ghost ship was a man by the name of Hendrik van der Decken. Sometimes he was referred to just as the Dutchman. And he made a dangerous journey from Holland to the Far East Indies to purchase some rare and exotic items. Once they'd made it to their destination and made some necessary repairs to their ship, they set sail to return home. When passing by the coast of South Africa... Captain van der Decken thought it would be a great place to create a settlement for travellers to rest on their journey, because the seas were quite rough and dangerous. But, as they were coming into the Cape, they were met with harsh and stormy weather that made it impossible to sail through. When they realised they couldn't steer the ship to make port in South Africa, the crew tried to reason with Captain van der Decken and get him to turn around, but he was having none of it. This caused a bit of an uproar with the crew, but he got rid of the leaders of this... uh, uh, Of the coup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm assuming... I'm assuming that means he killed them. So he He got... He offed the mutineers. he, he, He offed them. He offed them, definitely. And he ordered his men to continue their course. However, the ship never made it to shore. It bum, bum, bum. is believed that Captain van der Decken announced to the stormy skies that nobody would set foot ashore until they rounded the cape, even if it took forever. And a voice Yo. from above answered, so be it. <gasps> and so the ship was cursed to sail the seas forever, never being allowed to make port. And it said that love it. the ship only appears when similar weather occurs and is a sign uh, and is a bad omen. How freaking cool is it. that? That is so cool. <laughs> That's even cooler than the Caribbean movie. I know. Although Davy Jones. Wow. Uh, yeah. Captain. There are other versions of the story, but none oh, yeah? as cool as that one. Uh, the second, what are the variations? Well, the second most popular one, I only went with the second most popular because the other ones were like kind of dumb, you know, with like the love oh. story and oh. that nonsense. So the other who version... Who was the love story with? Sorry, I have to know. Oh, who was Lord. the lady? Um, or was it a gentleman? There was one, I can't remember the details that 
that well, but one version was that there was a couple on board. Um, they were engaged, they were going to be married. I can't remember why exactly they were on the ship, but anyway, apparently our captain took a fancy to the lady and um, offed the fiancé, so got rid, right. got rid of the fiancé. Um, but I, I don't think she liked that very much, so I don't think that turned out very uh-uh. well. Uh-uh. Um, another one is more of a belief that the curse can be lifted, uh, and this is kind of where the parts of the Caribbean comes in a little bit. So um, the belief is that the curse can be lifted if he is able to find a woman on shore who will fall in love with him and marry him. But that is also not very likely to happen because they can't go to shore. So it kind of sounds like Pirates of the Caribbean drew quite a bit of influence from the Blind Dutchman. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, it was a big part of the second movie, third movie. Well, both. I mean, the um, the Black Pearl 100% is based on the Blind Dutchman. But the Flying Dutchman itself was, mm. I think, in the second movie. And then in the third movie, they brought in the love thing about being able to go on land once a year or... Once every once ten years. hundred years. Ten years or something. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. Yeah. But the the other version, which I guess would be most likely, uh, like if we're looking at it realistically, this one says that the entire crew was believed to have like some kind of a deadly disease so no port would accept them because they were scared that the disease would disease would spread through the town and so the ship and its crew still drift along the sea to this day that's kind of a sad one and a little bit more realistic but isn't that what happened with that cruise ship when the corona outbreak happened right in the beginning i didn't hear about that yeah there was a cruise ship and uh, there was a bunch of people that got sick on the cruise. I don't know if it's actually Corona. Maybe it was something else. Because if it was Corona, it was right at the beginning of the outbreak. Sure. Otherwise, it was just before Corona. But there was a cruise ship. Um, I can't remember where it was, but they weren't really allowed to board. They weren't allowed to, like, you know, disembark mm. because... They were basically under quarantine and like a bunch of people ended up dying on the on the boat. Sure. It was like you know, it was it was nasty stuff, but um infectious diseases, man. Huh. That's wow, okay. Anyway, so let me continue. Most sightings come from around the nineteenth and twentieth century centuries, and they report seeing a ship that glowed with a ghostly light. And a lot of them explain this light as being a, like a strange red light, as if the ship appears within the center of a red light. And one of the most well-known sightings, recorded sightings, was by Prince George, who later became King George V, 30 years later. While he was on a three-year voyage, he recorded the following account in like a journal or something, while they were off the coast of Australia. And Hmm. this is in very old English, so, like, pay attention. (laughs) Okay. This is um, a quote. July 11th at 4 a.m. The Flying Dutchman crossed our bows. A strange red light, as of a phantom ship all aglow, in the midst of which light the masts, spars, and sails of a brig 200 yards distant stood out in strong relief as she came up 
on the port bow, where also the officer of the watch from the bridge clearly saw her, as did the quarter-deck midshipman, who was sent forward at once to the forecastle. But on arriving, there was no vestige, nor any sign whatever of any material ship was to be seen either near or right away to the horizon, the night being clear and the sea calm. Thirteen persons altogether saw her. At 10.45 a.m., the ordinary seaman, who had this morning reported the Flying Dutchman, fell from the foretop mast across trees on to the top gallant forecastle and was smashed to atoms. So basically, what happened was, a whole bunch oh, of yeah, people... I was just about to say, please, <laughs> if there's a translation. I mean, it sounded gorgeous, but it was it, it was like watching Shakespeare again. I don't, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. It sounds pretty. Okay, so basically, what happened was, at four in the morning, they saw the Flying Dutchman, or a ship that was mm. within the red light that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And one of the crewmen was sent to the front. The, um, what is this thing called? The forecastle is like the, the front front of the ship. So he was sent to the okay, front cool. to like see what's going on here. But when he got there, the ship had basically just vanished. Although the sea and the sky was really clear, it was a calm night, it had suddenly just vanished. They couldn't see it from any direction on the ship. And they had, obviously, 13 persons altogether. They had confirmed that 13 people had seen the ship that had suddenly just disappeared. And at 10.45 in the morning, one of the crewmen had fallen from... Uh, the cross trees is like that, the top, top. The you crow's know nest. I don't know. I don't is know it, what a crow's nest is, but it's that. That's um, where the guy sits in the top so that he can see like yes, ahead. Yes, it's that thing. It's like the okay. highest, highest point. Yes, 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 yes. He was the first one who had reported seeing the flying Dutchman, and later that morning he fell from that high <sighs> point, and he, um, he went splush basically yeah. smashed to oh, atoms no. so yeah and I th- i'm assuming that's how it got the reputation of being a bad omen since he was the first one to see it so there are uh, scientific explanations for what the, the flying dutchman could be and basically what um they say is that it's like an optical illusion of sorts or like um like a mirage mm. so basically but over the ocean yeah so basically they are certain conditions in the atmosphere i think there has to that be look like ships <laughs> i know no, i just i've heard that mirage theory and mm. i'm like i don't know because mm. you know <laughs> well they say i'll just explain it for anyone who hasn't heard of it so um basically it's when there are certain conditions that align perfectly and um light rays uh, bend across different reflective surfaces or not surfaces what what do you call like little waves in the ocean i don't know crevices indices whatever mm-hmm. indices so, indices you have such an nice vocab thank you uh i taught english i don't even <laughs> i taught oh yeah i don't even say vocabulary but vocabulary 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 we teachers say vocab, say vocab. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, so basically 
light reflects against the water in a specific way and uh, it creates a sort of mirage. So it's like a reflection of your own ship in the distance and the way the light bends on the water makes it look as though the ship is floating in the air a little bit. Okay. That's basically what that is. I have... I... Because I was looking at doing the Dutchman actually like in our third episode. So I did a, I did some like a, a skim read a couple of a couple of sightings stories mm-hmm. accounts, and um, the ones that I was I was most interested in is the ones where people could see it from shore. So what ship is reflecting? <laughs> if you're not even in a ship, like from Cape, it's like yeah. If there's like on a stormy night, um, sometimes on the on the beaches of Cape Town, you can actually see the Flying Dutchman. So, oh. where's your mirage theory now, scientists? Where is it now? That's actually, that's a good point. That's a very good yeah, point. That was the story. I was, I was going to share one of the more modern stories of it. Mm, okay. Um, but that was, that, that's what it was in a nutshell. Just, you know, you could see it. And I think even on a clear day, if you're at the top of the mountain, if you go on to, if you hike up or take the, uh, what's the thing called? The little, like, that railway car thing. What's oh. It that um, takes you up the mountain? Cable car. Cable car. If you take, if you hike or take a cable car to the top of Table Mountain, um, there have been people who apparently could see the Flying Dutchman from the restaurant. But then how do they know it's the Flying Dutchman? Like, do they see that light, that red light around it? Or, like, it could just be it could just be a ship. I mean, maybe they looked through the binoculars and they were like, hey, it's floating. Maybe. Let's go there. Let's ghost hunt for the Flying Dutchman. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so boring. No. Because the Dutchman only comes, like... What, like once every 10 years or like once in a lifetime? Roxanne, that's a movie, okay? No, I mean, in gen- no, but I mean, there's like not as many sightings. Like I would much rather go to the Cape of Good Hope where there are, there are like seven ghosts that very often like appear. Okay, let's go you there know? then. I want to get a bang for my buck. If I'm going to spend money to go all the way to the Western Cape, I want to I wanna see a ghost. Okay, well then let's go there then. Okay, okay, okay. 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 <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the end of my story, bro. That's, that's the, end of- the true, real legend of the Flying Dutchman, and its real captain. I love it. It's so much better than the the story from the movie. Like, and I bet, I bet a lot of people out there didn't realize that it actually came from South African law. I didn't until yeah, right. Uh, until actually we started the podcast, because when you research Cape of Good Hope, I think Flying Dutchman does come mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And then I was yeah. like, what? When you look up South African legends. I assumed, because I found out about the Flying Dutchman through the movie, so I just assumed, because it's an American-made movie, that it's an American ship. <laughs> oh, I found out from Spongebob. Really? So I thought it was Spongebob, yeah. You thought, oh, you thought it was a made-up one. I found out. Oh, I'm the Flying Dutchman. It just sounds so weird. I think it sounds cool. Anyway. Anyway, guys, I hope that that was worth the wait. And if it's not, I'm so sorry. Apologies. <laughs> we'll, 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 apologies. We'll try and do better next time. But if- yes, I think let's bring this episode to a close. Please, guys, remember to send us in your stories before um, we close this season. 
and uh, let us know if you have any requests for next season if you have some ideas um, we're also collecting some creepy stories for the Halloween special so if you have something that you think is quite Halloweeny give it to us we know what to do with it mm. and don't forget to send in your dicky kid stories yes please please we want dicky kid stories and murder house stories Yes. I want to do an episode on those two things in the near few, 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 woo, <laughs> near few, glitch in the few, matrix, future, future. <laughs> as <Remix>. always, <laughs> okay, as always, don't fall from the four top moss cross trees of a ship, wow, and smash no, your atoms, do <laughs> you don't, bye, bye. My recording room is so hot, I might just like have heat stroke. So let me get on to this about kid dicks. I mean, kids that are dicks, not <laughs> otherwise, never mind. Yo, Roxanne, I'm gonna go to jail. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> South Africa, we call it a bucky because a truck is the big thing, a bucky's the one that you drive. Sorry. <laughs> that is. <laughs> It just irritates me. Why? You can't have a truck and a truck. It's a truck and a bucky. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. I know this is completely... <laughs> Sorry. Can, I... can you hear Jack's pouring bathwater? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. We had the plumbers come over today and they fixed the water pressure in our bath and in our shower. <gasps> oh and now he's going boss. Okay. As it's soon like... as lockdown is over, I need to take a bath. Have you ever seen videos of when baby otters that are born in captivity are introduced to water for the first time? No. That's what my husband's like right now. Look it up. Hey, hey listeners, what's up? Roxanne, hello. Hey. Hey. It's I'm kind be of like, like... Did you hear our neighbor <laughs> stopped yeah. his wife in the freezer? Well, you do get people like that, though, hey? Yeah, no, you do. You do. You do. It's kind of like if you're watching. You know, you are Karen. <laughs> Freaking Karen. It's like when. Suck a dick! <laughs> it's like when. Karen! Good. <laughs> Roxanne. Shush. <laughs> Sorry. By the way, is it Caribbean or Caribbean? I think or it's Caribbean. It depend where you're from. I think it's Caribbean. We say Caribbean in South Africa, but I hear people say Caribbean a lot. It's like people who say tomato and tomato. Like, they're both right. But if you say potato and potato, if you're saying potato, potato is wrong. It's potato. Right. And I think Caribbean mm. is potato. It's like when people say cousin. There is no There's tea no in tea. cousin. There is, is no tea, tea in cousin. <gasps> Sometimes Fund referred Decken. to yes, van der Decken. Of the dick. <laughs> van der Decken. Van der Decken. Yeah, probably. Anyway, uh, Davy Jones is the sexiest octopus, but I know. It's not a cute little mouth. I know. What a cute little mouth. Anyway. Uh, the curse can be lifted if, when, 
um, if someone not so well okay words tonight <laughs> you're right <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh okay i have to read while i'm explaining this because i forgot to translate at the bottom <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Roxanne's Review Reads. I am Roxanne. I am Jessica, and I am joining the Review Reads. So today's Review Read comes from Crimson Law 27, who says, Wow, so great. I'm so happy I found this podcast. I've heard so many American tales of creatures and paranormal that this podcast, being from South Africa, is so unique and fun to listen to. Excellent work, ladies. Clap, clap. Clap. Thank you, Crimson Law 27. We love you. We love you so much. If you would like your review read, send us a five-star review and a little message on whatever platform you use to listen to us to. On. Does that make sense? Listen to us to on. Listen to us. Listen to us on. There we go. Listen to us to on. You listen to us on. 